Hell yeah. I think I wouldn't find it funny after all this time. Mike's hell yeah catches me off guard every time. Hell yeah. Football and other F words. Welcome. Appreciate you tuning in as always. I'm your host, Mr. Lebowski. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and producer, Zach Lyons. To my left, we have a special guest. He is back from Disney on Ice. It is Internet Keith. Yeah. But we lost his brother. Yeah. We don't know where Mike is. Oh, thank you. So, uh... There's a rumor that Mike is going to be recording a separate segment, so... Um, the Mike 22. Exactly, the Mike 22, so spoiler alert, but um, anyways. See you on Friday. See you on Friday. We are here to talk about some lovely news, which is the Titans finally beat the fucking Colts. Welcome to the glue factory. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh yeah. my God. What? So did you watch the game, Keith, or were you still connect? I, I watched the uh, recording of it. Yeah. From myself. <laughs> from yourself they let you have tivo yeah that's yeah. pretty nice i mean i i don't don't i don't want to get into what i had to do in order to get tight tv privileges but uh yeah so you did finally get to see the second half of the game yeah okay because for a while he had only seen basically the first half of the game which <laughs> was, was the worst half. i was talking so much shit on twitter in the first half of the game someone actually subtweeted me it was like these people just can't shut the fuck up and watch a football game and i thought <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's actually right. <laughs> I just need to shut up and watch this game, which is, in all honesty, exactly what I should have done. I should have just waited four quarters before I started popping off. But it's social media, so that's what we do. But my my attitude after the first 15 minutes of football was like, here we fucking go. We're going to play down to this team that is out there running around a bunch of XFL wide receivers. And I think these wide receivers could be so lucky to be in the XFL yeah, right now. <laughs> XFL alternates. And then all of a sudden, the second half just opened up. Can I just start there? Yeah. The second half adjustments go, by the Titans have been fantastic. Been, I mean, it's just, it's insane night and day that, you know, we'll get into it a little bit with the Mike 22 as far as the X's and O's and other stuff, stats, all that kind of garbage. You the really part, don't want to hear about that. The part that people tonight. are actually going to yeah. listen to, because now that people have heard that Mike 22 is a separate episode, <laughs> we're down to up. three listeners. So really appreciate you three people sticking in. But hi, I mean, hi, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom probably clicked off, to be honest. Yeah, she Aww. did. The yes. better son is recording later this week. <laughs> um, But it's just, I, I it's probably because Art Smith has just gotten comfortable and we probably are able with the execution that we got are probably able to open things up a little bit better but it's we still got to get over these slow starts that's that is a yes. problem but it's for whatever reason it's like he goes in at halftime and I don't know if maybe he calls someone and they tell him what to do and they're watching on TV or what because he comes out as a totally completely different play caller that opening drive in the third quarter was just, it was perfection. I mean, where was that, you know, this whole time and <laughs> right. you know, the rest of the game? Right. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's probably a mix of execution, being comfortable, and I think he's just feeling himself right now. Like, I feel like this team is handsy. They're just, like, touching each other. <laughs> or wait a minute, they're touching themselves. Either way, it sounds creepy. So you think the locker room is going <laughs> just, full eyes wide shut? Oh, yeah. 
It's just Stanley Kubrick in there. It's just like <laughs> low level lighting and masks and yeah. just just go with it. We're just going coconut oil. We've everywhere. got 15 minutes and we're going back out there. Well, they already got the music with Darren Bates. So, you know, <laughs> he's just blasting. It's now, actually like techno eyes wide shut. It's just blasting EDM. Mm-hmm. So. It's a weird rave. So it's it's, it's it like works. A, it's an yeah. above above and beyond show for yeah. the three people who probably listen to that who listen to our podcast. Anyways, um, I mean, I really I'm loving the second half adjustments have have really, God, it does it for me because in the past we've seen so many times with the Titans that if they start off a certain tempo, congratulations, that's the football you're watching for the next 58 minutes. Yeah, and that's not what we're getting. That the second half adjustments are fantastic. And I got to roll right from that into special teams. Woo. Special teams. Woo. My God. Woo. I mean, you. who here expects a block field goal ever? I mean, it's block field goals to me for the Titans are about the same level as recovering an onside kick in today's NFL. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to happen. But all of a sudden, is it four blocked kicks this season? I know of three. The two for the touchdown and there was one extra in this <laughs> I, game. I'm, I feel like there may be four, but I'm I just can't remember. I'm almost it's four because I'm pretty sure the Titans, official Titans uh, Twitter handle tweeted out a giant four yeah. talking about their special oh, teams. Oh, that's right. Week. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because there was an Austin Johnson one. There was a uh, Kalu, and then there was the most recent one, and then I can't remember the other one. So yeah. the um, four kicks blocked, but the one that was blocked in return for a touchdown Am I correct in saying that is the first kick that has been returned for a touchdown by the Titans since 2001? No, that's the first time that we've done it twice in a season. Oh, okay, okay. I, I believe I is thought... what it is. And I don't know if it was – if I think it was us in 2001, but I, I thought it maybe it was someone else in 2001. But we def – because we've had two this year. Because we crazy. had this one, and what, what other game was it? Um, was it the Chargers game? Was that, was it that a home game? I don't remember. Man, our listen, Huxley, I woke up this morning to Huxley vomiting everywhere in the bed. I've been up for these last three days for whatever reason at like 4 a.m. My brain is a little fried. Why is your dog throwing up in the bed? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. You take him back to the vet? We are tomorrow. Okay. 10-20. Right before Mike 22, mm. which airs on Friday. <laughs> yeah. For, for the people that are still, for the people that are now tuning in late. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, I don't hear Mike. Just fuck this noise. But um, <laughs> so I, I just I don't know what else to say. This, the Titans finally got a win over the Colts. Don't bring this humpity bumpy to me about how injured the Colts were and all that. It, it just doesn't matter. Every team that you play is going to have some kind of injury for the most part or something funky is going to happen in the game. It's, it's, but this is it's a, just cause and effect of what Titans, happens in the NFL. The Titans are not a team that just fluke to a win in a season that's lost. This is a team that's 5-1 and one in the last six games, and then it all of a sudden is one of the hottest, highest-performing teams in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm, 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 as, I'm so much of a masochist, I almost want to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes this season just so I can take a shit on my own opinions. Well, I mean, you could probably go to the uh, one – Right before the Denver game and right after the Denver game, we were pretty out. Well, we were pretty out. We were pretty out to the point where I think the Carolina after the Carolina game, we those were, would be the three episodes. Yeah, we were pretty out to the point where we were openly arguing with each other. It, it, this, the argument I was having is that you can't afford to fire Mike Vrabel. 
Yeah. And, and But we were all out on Art Smith. I yeah. mean, yeah, it we, was a foregone conclusion that this guy we was packing, out the door. We were packing his desk up. Absolutely, we were packing his desk up. And I couldn't, I couldn't be happier for the guy. I want to see it finish strong through the season. But if he's really starting to find his groove, man, good for him because it works. And now all of a sudden, it looks like that you can have a skyscraper at running back and run a hybrid system that involves getting the ball to the wide receivers down the field. And it works for us. And it's, it's actually working against the rest of the NFL that is invested so heavily in basically not much of a running game and all passing. Well, at this point, you don't know what to do because our, yeah. we're not a one dimensional team. You, you have a, a running back in, in Derrick Henry that is nigh unstoppable when he gets going. And, and right now he's one of the, best running backs you'll I, I think he's one of the most fun running backs to watch outside of Christian McCaffrey yeah I just point out that you successfully used the word nigh oh did really I solid oh man I, I mean, didn't even I didn't even realize that just blasted it. right through it too yeah, like he yeah. does it every day yeah yeah okay, I'm sorry I mean I do I mean I use it nigh all the time damn it now that <laughs> reminds me that earlier in the show when you said glue factory I had a joke about shooting a horse which is like shooting horse which is like drugs yeah and now that moment's gone but just please continue. Uh, nay. Nay. <laughs> nay. It's now. Now's the moment. Nigh. It's over. The joke is nigh. The joke is nigh. I would like to go back to Zach's comment. Um, but then you have Ryan Tannehill who can both pass and run. I think that's the difference that you see in this offense is that, yes, Derrick Henry has to be accounted for, but Tannehill can roll out and beat you with his legs. But more importantly, he can actually beat you with you know his arms. I mean, throwing the ball and probably physically beating you yeah. as a as a man. Yeah. And he is, I don't know. I mean, it's just everybody's expecting the other shoe to drop. And I keep, I'm saying now, I'm on this train now. It's a new team. Like when I was watching the Colts game, I was sitting there at Jonathan's and we were at a, you know at the bar and I'm sitting there and. You, just like you, I mean, you said, but I mean, most of Twitter was melting down, right? I, I, and I was part of it. Yeah. And so melting down and I'm sitting there, I'm texting Mike and I go, no, nah, we're going to come back and win this. I think I think I even sent it at halftime uh, during the game. And I was like, yeah, I feel pretty good. We're going to come back and win this. Like, I just had this feeling these last few weeks. I've had this feeling that, OK, well, we're just going to win. We're just going to go out here and beat the shit out of them. And I think we're going to go down to the Raiders. And I know people want to say, well, it's trap game, whatever. I think we're going to go to the Raiders, beat the shit out of them, too. And here's my thing. Everybody's waiting for this negativity for uh, Ryan Tannehill to become old Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill used to be pretty good. He had Joe Philbin and Adam Gase as his two head coaches yeah, throughout his career. Let's take an evaluation yeah. look at what the fuck they're doing And right with now. those two idiots... He still managed to have two four thousand yard seasons. We've never had one four thousand yard season. I think our highest season that we've ever had was like thirty six or thirty seven hundred from a passer. So I don't understand this reasoning that well I've seen I've watched every Ryan Tannehill game down in Miami. Let me tell you something. Those Miami fans, I see them every so often on ESPN and everything right now that Ryan Tannehill's getting all this publicity. They're like you can go back and look at my tweets. I was pretty pissed that we got rid of Ryan Tannehill. I think we did him wrong. Never gave him an offensive line. We He never had a run game. He never had these wide receivers, and we just never built around them. If, if you can recall some of his uh, top targets in, uh, in the early in his career was Daphne Bess. Oh. 
Brian Hartline, oh, Hartline and late Reggie Bush. Yeah. I mean, not I mean, yeah, he had Jarvis Landry at one point and uh Richard Matthews, but let's remember that the reason Richard Matthews got a contract with the Titans and came in here and was a pretty good wide receiver, even though his career ended, was because Ryan Tannehill made him look good. And then there's Jarvis Landry, who's just a, I mean, he's a, he's a good receiver. I mean, I don't think that we can credit anything to Ryan Tannehill, except for that their chemistry was off the charts. And you could see that he's having a hard time, even with Baker Mayfield, getting chemistry going. I mean, Jarvis Landry was nuts down there. And that's because he is a good quarterback. He just is. It's just, there's no way around it. There's stats now. He's on the best team he's ever had. You can look at the offense, and you can look at the stats. You can look at the facts. I mean, it's everywhere. It's surrounding you. Ryan Tannehill is good. You know, let me say this. I have built a house on this hill now. I live on this hill. I have actually have a mother-in-law suite, and I've moved my family in into the mother-in-law suite. Full Picket fence. We have a movie room. Y'all can come over and watch, you know, some film and everything. Tannehill only. Yeah, I I am dying on this hill. He's gonna he's a good quarterback, and I think I think he's gonna buy us at least two or three years before we really need to be worrying about another quarterback. Yes, we should probably groom one, but I'm not gonna be calling for you know that rookie quarterback to be starting you know by preseason game three. Zach, what did you name the hill? It's uh, Tannehill. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Wow. I mean, were you prepared for someone to ask you that? No. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> it was just right just there. Right it's just there. genius. <laughs> yeah. It's like shooting horse. What? I'm sorry. It doesn't horse? work. I just wanted to just get it out there. Shooting horse is a term shooting for shooting horses shooting in smack. a barrel. Shooting oh, yeah. horse. Why are horses in a barrel? How big is this fucking barrel? It's big enough to have a horse you can shoot. Horse is going ape shit in this barrel. <laughs> it's a significant Someone's barrel. Someone's firing weapons into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me back up to what you said about trap games every game from here out's a trap game the titans cannot afford to lose a game that's the thing and people were talking about the jaguars game being a trap game i said but they can't afford to lose it i mean yeah just i don't want to hear anything about trap games because but all right let me set the trap game thing aside for now if you're going into a situation i think a lot of titans fans and i'm guilty of this too i went into the colts game expecting to lose and expecting to be let down and, I, and I'm glad to hear that your positivity is at the point to where you're like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm confident we're going to win. Hey, I took your advice. I pushed everything away, and I just said, I'm just going to enjoy football See, games, and, I, and it's worked. And my advice was beneficial to others, and I couldn't get out of my own way long enough to listen to my own advice. But seriously, once I did just calm down at like halftime, I was like, dude, screw it. Just watch football. If it sucks, turn it off. And it was a great game to watch. But but to go back to the whole trap game thing, kind of set you know that to the side, can, do you – can you pick out a team that's playing at a higher level right now that you would rather have on the field that's in must-win situations? This no, isn't this, that, that, that that's not that's in a must-win situation that's hot? No. We, I, I can't think of one. Take the Titans of last year limping into the last few games of the season, pair them to this year. We were we were I, you can't tell me that you didn't have some deep down fear that it was just not going to get done. And sure enough, it didn't. I mean, this team just could not get it done last year when it when it counted. I mean, Mariota didn't even get to play week 17. So this is not the same team as last year to where it's like must-win situation and things have to go our way. And we got to hope that the Titans can find a way to put some offense on the field 
to barely score enough points in the other team. Titans team is finding ways to score and beat teams by two and three touchdowns and has multiple weapons to do it. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about Derrick Henry for a second. Woo. In the last three games, how many touchdowns did he scored in the last three games? He scored at least one per game, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he's already at the projections that Mike Clay had set for the whole season. He's already there. <laughs> Like, it, it, I think he's still missing a few yards, but that doesn't... I mean, he'll get those. Over 150 yards for each game for the last three games. Yeah. And just once he gets in that rhythm, and again, I got to credit Art Smith with this, definitely using him to the strengths of bouncing him outside. Well, he's third in attempts, third in yards, tied for second in yards per uh, attempt, tied for second in touchdowns. He's got 11 total touchdowns. Uh, yards after catch or yards after contact, 953. And someone pointed this out on Twitter that 953, just take that number. That's actually the sixth highest rushing total this year. So he would still be number six if he just had 953. (laughs) And his yards after contact per attempt is 4.11. So that means every attempt he's averaging four extra yards after contact. Yeah. Uh, 74 is six. Uh, his longest uh, is sixth place. Uh, first downs, he's gotten 52 first downs on runs, which would be third. And he's avoided 46 tackles. So not only is he getting those contacts, he's also avoiding tackles. on the. I mean, it's just... we. Me and Mike talked about it after you left last week, uh, Lebowski. We talked about a good the word elite, right? It, not in the terms of fans, but... In the terms of players, and we were talking that how Derrick Henry is approaching that elite status, but we were talking about comps because everybody wants to talk about blocks and you know can he block and you know he he's got to be taken out on third downs because he can't catch. Well, so did Adrian Peterson, but let me say this about Derrick Henry: there was one massive block that saved the play, and Derrick Henry made that block and he ragdolled that guy, just pushed him out of the way. And that was a key block. He can do it. We just have to keep him in there to do it. And I think they're starting to figure that out. Maybe is my tweet last week about him allowing yeah, pressures. Maybe they're, they're maybe I'm in the analytics department. They're just not paying me. They're getting free analytics on Twitter and they're just not paying me. I need to really call my agent. Free analytics on Twitter sounds like a late night commercial you hear on like CNN or something. You long should have turned the TV off. Keith, you're looking at stuff over there on your phone. What you got over there? I'm just looking at the fact that it says Tractor Cedo as his nickname. It just makes me happy. Do you like that nickname? I do. I, do I mean, it's his it's so, nickname. I do because it's so ridiculous. El Tractor Cedo. And I like, it, I like it because of all the ridiculous memes of people photoshopping his face on combines <laughs> that are running over giant piles of shit and flinging them all over fields. Like That's really fun. To me. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a top three running back this year. and I mean... You gotta, you gotta say that. I mean, elite. the only running, and to me, the only running back right now that I'm taking over him is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Because I, I think, I, I mean, I don't think maybe he's not better than Zeke over the course of his whole career. We know that. But right now, there's nobody hotter than Derek. He's on a hot streak. His last 16 games is like 1,700 yards. Last, the the last person to have that kind of yardage in the last 16 in a 16 game span was Chris Johnson. Well, I mean, that's just not Titans. That's in all of the NFL. So it's Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry in a 16-game span. It's time to start giving Derrick Henry that appreciation. And people are like, 
well, you know, he's not going to re-sign with us because uh, we haven't signed him now, so he's never going to sign a contract. Well, that's how the NFL typically works. They're, they're, they, they've been talking. Yeah, and you've got to – I mean, this is what kind of drives me nuts. Is Maybe I'm valuing this part of it too much, but what really drives me nuts with fan bases when it comes to player negotiations is I think you're forgetting several aspects when it comes to just money. But let's stick with the money thing for just a second. There is a pretty significant difference between an agent telling a player to take a contract in Tennessee and telling a player to take a contract in, I don't know, New York. Because the differences in salary that you're going to get from tax benefits are pretty significant, right? But let's set that aside for a second. There's a lot to be said for team chemistry, team using you in a method that you want to be used. And you got to say that Tennessee is playing to his strengths right now. And for one of the things I would love to go back and listen to one of our early podcasts about is while we did comment on little comments that people in the locker room were making during, while Mariota was not playing very well at the beginning of the year, the locker room never fractured, which obviously is a good thing. This locker room is running on all cylinders. right now, And that's the kind of thing that other players feed off of. And players like the underdog mentality when they're, you know, getting disrespected or whatever, because it brings them closer together and they feed out where I'm going with this whole fucking diatribe is that there's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for a young, fresh team that's building something. And now all of a sudden is firing all cylinders to where you negotiate in the off season. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, is it, it may play a small factor, but it still plays a factor. So it doesn't yep. necessarily have to all be about money. Nope. Also, we don't know these dudes. Like, right. we watch them every Sunday. We don't know what the fuck's important to them. Well, listen, people th- people think they know them. Yeah. They, they have to, you know, defend a player's honor like it's, right. you know, they're in the room with them. Yeah, and I know you have the jersey, and I know you've invested a lot in these people, but, <laughs> like, they're, they're making a decision based on whatever personality they have maybe they want to play in a system where they get the ball all the time maybe they just want to get as much money as they possibly can for as long as they can maybe they like it in nashville and they have a great friend base or maybe their wife is telling them hey i want to go live in nashville because i want to be a country artist hashtag eric decker (laughs) but like i like we don't know them you don't you, no, like that's, it's useless to speculate. Oh, on, that's a on this great kind of point. Yeah, and that's, we got good insight into Ryan Tannehill off an athletic article last week, where they talk about in depth with his agent about how he came to John Robinson and how they decided on this place. But not only that, but they also talked about the future and how much his family has loved it here and how. John Robinson told him, "If you bring him, if he comes here, we'll take care of him." So it sounds like to me, the way that everything, most people that move here that from another team love it here. Matt Hasselbeck is one. I know that he, even though that he went to Indianapolis after he left here, his family stayed here. I mean, this is where, you know, he loves Nashville. His family loves Nashville. That plays a big part in everything. But I think Tannehill's in that same mode right now, and and I feel like we're going to take care of him. We're going to take care of all these people. We, we talked about it uh, last week, about the salary cap and everything. We're going to take care of all these people. We're going to take care of whoever we want to take care of. There's no need right now. I, I, I get it, the pay him, pay the man tweets and all that kind of stuff. He, he'll get paid. 
he'll get paid by us. I just have no doubt that we have already probably behind the scenes. We're I bet we're very, very close to a contract and, being done. Right. And you look across the league. I mean, are there moments in John Robinson's career with the Titans so far that you can point out? And, and there are question marks, of course. But Robinson has yet to make a pretty big boneheaded move. Unlike a lot of GMs across the league that do make some very, very stupid decisions. So letting Henry walk would be a huge boneheaded move right now. I just don't worry about that shit right yeah. now. It's not... Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Exactly. Enjoy the ride. You know, take we're going to have, have so many months to discuss this. Yes. After the end of more, the season. More months than you need. So, yeah. so We have all some. the way to March to figure out a contract. I mean, it's it's what it is. It is like it March fifteenth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever free agency begins or something like yeah. that. Even if we are in the Super Bowl, we have a month. Yeah, I think you can. I th- you can bank. Put your paycheck on the fact that man is wearing a Titan uniform next year. Many years to come. Okay. That's I mean, just all there is. I think the I think the message needs to be just enjoy it all. Yeah. I mean, everybody's looking at. Yeah, we post playoff scenarios and stuff on the Twitter feed. But really, you know, I'm not too worried about because I feel like this team is great. And I feel like you want to talk about good to great. We've gone to great, in my opinion. Yeah. We we it took a while to get there. We went from good to bad to very bad to good to great. Yeah. I like and I feel I, like we there. I, f- I feel the way that I know that we've turned some kind of corner is that I haven't felt this way since the early 2000s when we first had the team. And um, when they're starting off an offensive drive, I feel like something good is going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's not what it was earlier this year, last season where we start off a drive and I'm like, it's probably not going to work out, but I hope we get something. Yeah. I hope we get three. I like, <laughs> I mean, there's optimism. It's yeah, very real. Even after fumbles at the beginning of this Colts game, we answered and we drove down after those, those things we drove down like it was nothing. And I, fumbling is a major issue. Our pass blocking is still a huge issue. The and Tannehill holding on to the ball for whatever reason. I, and he, I, I, quarterbacks love to hold on to the ball behind a shitty offensive line. I don't get it, but um, he's got to get rid of the ball. But he's he's given us so much excitement to get there and score. Adam Humphreys has really came around lately these last few weeks. That touchdown where he is able to keep his body any part from touching the ground with that left hand that while he's beautiful. reaching. It was, it was, that's effort. And he's rotating. He's literally yeah. rotating and he's keeping any part of his body from touching the field until he crosses the goal line. I, I could watch that replay all day. I mean, that's what, just, what do you think that is? Pilates or <laughs> it's in all seriousness, probably in Pilates. all seriousness, it is, it's yoga or Pilates or something. It could be dance studios. Yeah. It's quite a bit there. Um, I've got a DVD at home. I'm going to figure it out. It's probably DDP yoga. DDP yoga. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> it's definitely DDP yoga. Listen, a lot of linemen, I mean, I'm sure this is, I'm definitely out of my depth at this point, but there's all kinds of talk about linemen doing ballet, anything oh, yeah. anything that involves, you know, torquing your body or contorting your body. I, I promise you NFL players. Um, did you, do you guys remember? Okay. This is sorry. Rabbit hole. But do you remember that Alex Collins, uh, video that came out? Oh yeah. He did the, um, Irish Irish dancing dancing or something. That was a big thing during, uh, that (laughs) fantasy football run from two years ago. That's (laughs) what everybody talked about. Yeah. He was, he was like the smallest little lady that you ever saw was like instructing him on how to do it. 
and he's this just gigantic man with these huge dreads just bouncing up and down as he does this like Celtic dance. It's crazy. Celtic? <laughs> that is it? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Irish. Celtic. It's just we'll a, it's a new team. I'm I'm tired of hearing. Well, we've like leading up to the Colts game. Everybody's like, well, we always lose to the Colts. We always find a way. And I'm like, no, it, this is a new team. I mean. Then they're like, well, we lost to the Kyle Allen, you know, yeah. Panthers. Well, yeah, we did, and I was pretty pissed about that. But you know, the Colts lost to the fucking Dolphins, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and they were at full. I think they were at full strength. So exactly, you shit do, fucking happens. It shit <laughs> does happen. You do just like you, there's actually there's something going around Twitter right now that's kind of driving me nuts, and I'm I'm really tired of reading it. Is that there's a lot of anti Mariota you know, fans, those that are definitely bought into Tannehill that are saying Mariota cost, it's, it blows me away that Mariota cost us a playoff spot by playing the first six games. Man, you know what? Going into the season, it was unavoidable. If you had never played Mariota from snap one, there would be more fans loudly, and admittedly, I think they'd be correct in being very pissed off at the front office and the coaching staff for not giving Mariota a chance in well, and then what do you do? What game do you pull him out of? Right. Like, I mean, do you, mean, do you so, pull him out of the after the Jacksonville game and then yeah. try Tannehill, and that's week three, and then right before you know uh, a couple games before Lawan comes back, and then Lawan's there, and then the Atlanta game happens. I mean, or look, I don't know it's just it's a look at this scenario yeah. where you start Tannehill, and he's he plays bad for the first few games. Because he's getting used to an O line that doesn't have Lawan and the O line's not blocking well. Tannehill's playing like shit. Now all of a sudden you're about to put yourself down this carousel of, well, put Mariota in there. And then Mario starts playing bad. We'll pull him out and put Tannehill back yeah. in there. We would not be in this position as a team if that flip flopping bullshit was. That's going what on. the Redskins did. So I just, mean, Case Keenum starts out and then he starts being bad. And so they try Dwayne Haskins. Then the next week they come back to Case Keenum and then he starts playing bad and they go back to Dwayne Haskins. He's right. playing bad. It's just, you, and so you, nobody gets in a rhythm. It, well, and it's just the point I'm making is that it's exactly what Zach was just saying. Forget about earlier in the season. Forget doesn't about the matter. earlier losses. That stuff doesn't matter because, A, just get into the playoffs. And if you get hot at the right time, it can carry you. There are so many examples, of and, and it's in multiple sports. The NHL is notorious for this. Look how many great teams blast through the NHL regular season and get in the playoffs and shut the bed, the National Predators. But, so, but look how many times... Teams sneak in as an eight seed to do well in the in the playoffs. The, the Nashville Giant, Predators. Uh, so the, yeah, the Giants did it twice and exactly. won two Super Bowls. So, so get into the playoffs and play well. Don't worry about past losses. Don't worry about Mario to cost us a playoff spot. Don't worry about if we hadn't given up that loss to the Jags. Forget about all that shit. Watch a team that's right in front of you that's playing their fucking balls off. I mean, because they are playing out of their minds right now, and it's fantastic football to watch. What I love about the team, especially over the last four weeks is once they get a lead on a team, they don't want to give it up. And that, which is that's not something new. I'm used to as a Titans fan. I'm talking that's <laughs> that's new back all the way back to probably I haven't seen that since early Fisher days, like yes. you were saying. Yes. Like the the keep the pedal on the gas because usually everybody goes into prevent mode, right? We run to get the clock out and or yeah, run Fisher the clock was in out. Prevent mode for the last yeah, four years. And of the his defense career. would be lining up, you know, 50 yards back from a defensive back. It's just a different team. It's yeah. a completely different team. And, you know, people, you can change your minds, guys. I promise. Change your minds. Come over to the side and just enjoy the games, and you'll feel 10 times better. 
I haven't gotten to a fight on Twitter in probably three or four weeks. <laughs> I'm feeling great. I mean, I just I just feel good. I'm a happy guy. My name is Zach, and it's been six weeks since yeah. I got in a Twitter fight. Yeah, I need one of those like uh, accidents <laughs> in the workplace. Yeah, but in all seriousness, it's a Titans, like Titans fans should be bonding on this thing, this one single issue right here. You can't tell me that watching that Colts game that it was not. I mean, utterly fantastic to watch those Midwestern assholes stream out of that stadium down one touchdown. Yeah. One touchdown. Any team can come back and score and tie and immediately go down and kick another field goal and win a game down one touchdown. And those assholes are streaming out of the stadium. I, I, I could watch just that on a loop all day and just be pleased. And you know what? I've actually found Titans bars with Titans fans in them this season. The first <laughs> season that I've, I've been able to say that. <laughs> Is that Jonathan's in uh, Germantown and uh, Twilight Tavern down here on Charlotte? I mean, Titans fans are in there. They're cheering. They're they got the sound on at the bar and they're cheering. I mean, I sat probably at a bar filled with about you know just at the bar about twenty people that were Titans fans, and then there were people behind us. I mean, this is a good time to be a Titans fan. And if you're sitting at home, first off choosing not to watch the games. I've seen a couple people say, well, I haven't watched a lot of Tannehill. Well, what have you been doing these last six weeks? You've been pouting in your room? You've missed looking, some good football yeah, if you have not watched the last six weeks. Looking games. at your Marcus poster, lighting a pineapple as a vigil? I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. Let's, let's get out of your rooms and just enjoy the Titans being good. It doesn't... Listen, we all thought this was the Titans team that we were going to see after week one, right? I mean... Yes. We all were all about Marcus. We we all thought that maybe he turned the corner. It's unfortunate that he didn't. But you can't let that what you can't let one player ruin what this what fifty three are doing right now. And I think that's unfair to a, it's unfair to the rest of the guys that are still out there day after day trying to get us into the playoffs. If you're going to be negative and you're going to be doubting, just enjoy it. Well, I mean, this is an Awesome team, right? This is the team that we wanted, and, and it's here. And you know, I made a prediction at the beginning of the season. Admittedly, I was making a, a foolhardy prediction. Keith, Keith actually won his already. What was uh, his prediction? The uh, Tannehill will start six games or oh, more. Oh, that's right, six plus. And this was number six. Yeah, my prediction was that Mariota was going to ball out, get paid, or get an extension, and the Titans would lose in the AFC Championship game. If you just take the name Mariota out. <laughs> We're still in line to happen. Tannehill's balling out. Yep. He's probably going to get an extension. And I really hope this Titans team does not lose the AFC Championship game. I, I, I've never been this more excited to watch the next Titans game. Yeah, like I, I'm really excited. All season, I've talked. I know, talked multiple times in front of this microphone about. I didn't want to go to home games. I started going to a couple of home games, and I've really enjoyed myself. Like I'm really looking forward to the next home game. And yeah. Um, I'm very much looking forward to playing uh, Oakland. Oh, I, th I mean, I just think we're going to dominate them. Like, I don't think this yeah. will be close, and I think it will be another big win. The Raiders are not that good. I, I mean, they ha they're a good young team for yes. what they are, but they're they're on the rise, but they're not a good team. We should go in there and beat the shit out of it's them. It's a matchup I'm, I'm actually intrigued and excited to yeah. watch. I, I'm, I'm excited. It, it kind of drives me nuts when – the NFL does this and sets up storylines for certain things. But the one I will embrace is I'm excited to see Vrabel head to head against Gruden. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see 
the Titans play the Raiders. Hell, I'm excited about the whole Will Compton, Taylor Lewan thing, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, I'm excited for this matchup. I'm just, I'm ready to watch the next Titans game. And I haven't felt that way in several, several years. Several yeah, years. I'm with you. Fucking great. Yeah. I, I don't think that um, the thing that I'm worried most about is our secondary. Yeah. And the injuries to it. And I honestly don't know that Derek Carr is good enough to take advantage of that situation. Yeah, it's going to be all about Tyrell Williams. I mean, really, when you get down to it, is what he's going to do. You, if you, if you want to beat this team, you got to contain Waller, and you just got to contain Jacobs. So mm-hmm. let's talk about speaking of secondary. Um, <laughs> just asked you this before we recorded. Who is the free agent we just picked up off waivers? Tra Main Brock Senior. T R A. Not true. Not true. Or Tra. Was it Tra or Tra? Tra? Tra main? Trey? Trey? Trey main. Trey main. He's the Trey man. His fan base is going to fuck that all up. <laughs> His fan base is going to bust. What's, what's true main Williams? Yeah, it's true main Williams. <laughs> Jermaine Jackson. What? Jermaine Jackson. That is offensive. So <laughs> just call him Dwayne the Brock Johnson. But it, yeah. but in all seriousness, this is one of the things I keep reading on Twitter. All right, fine. Uh, he got cut from basically the worst secondary in the league. Right. Which is weird because he's actually got a PFF grade of 66. Okay, so what the fuck does that mean? Nobody knows. Um, <laughs> but what I can tell you... I don't know what that means at all. Yeah, well, what I can tell you is that he has allowed 419 yards and three touchdowns, and he has uh, two uh, pass breakups. Okay, so he's got all that. Now, while Ma- Malcolm Butler, who has played in less games has uh, more interceptions and more pass breakups. They have the same amount of yards. And let me say that again. Brock has played in more games. In the worst, what is deemed the worst secondary, he has the same amount of yards, which is 419 yards, and has allowed one less touchdown. But he was cut. But he was cut. So we don't know why he was really cut. I don't know if maybe it's a roster bonus thing and they were going to have to pay him money or something like that. Or maybe there is some crime coming down the pipeline because he's had off-the-field issues before. Well, and I, I I say the but he was cut thing facetiously because of this. Man, some people just need a fresh start. Yeah. That happens all the time. How many times has it happened to the Titans to where the Titans cut somebody that it just does not seem to be working out? They seem washed up, and God damn it, if they don't go somewhere else and play out of their damn mind. Well, remember Randy Moss got cut and he came out, he came here and became our best wide receiver ever in Absolutely. history. Ever. Yeah. Two. Titans wide receiver, Randy Moss. Yeah. Best ever. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Titans wide receiver, <laughs> Randy Moss. Nicest person I've ever met in person. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so he's, statistically, he's not that bad. And it I could, mean, and it that's could, all you need. Someone better than Sims. It could be that he was just being super fucking negative because that was a terrible secondary. Yeah. Everybody else is fucking stumbling all over themselves and he's the only competent guy there and he's getting pissed off and dragging the whole locker room down <laughs> is that a great chemistry guy it is when you're good yeah and everyone out here has had a bad you've had a bad even if you consider yourself a good worker at whatever job you have everyone's had that job that you fucking hate and you probably were the cancer at work yeah you probably were the person that was clocking in that was adding to the animosity of the break room going the motherfucker can't manage anybody and they're just, people are getting amped up, and they're feeding off your shit, and then that job has to get rid of you. That was you. Anyways, I'm sorry. Well, much like we said at the beginning <laughs> of the year, when we got to the point where we're in muddy waters with Marcus, we said, Tannehill doesn't have to be Drew Brees. He just has to be better, slightly better than Marcus, right? Oh. 
that turned out to be true because this defense at the time, at the beginning, was pretty good. It's fallen off. Tremaine Brock doesn't have to be Malcolm Butler. He just has to be better than LaShawn Sims. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, all we need. Our secondary is in such injury disarray that we we need it. This is a much-needed pickup. This is not somebody exactly what you said. We don't need someone out there being a superstar. We just we need competency out there. Because, unfortunately, with the injuries, and I, I can't get through the list of names because I'm not a good fan, but Midday 180 was talking about today that, I mean, if the secondary gets another injury, they're in some deep shit. So yeah. this is, you know, the, this is a much, much needed pickup. So people are mentioning some off the field issues. What was the off the field issue, Keith? Uh, felony domestic violence in 2017. So that's unfortunate. I mean, that's, that's, that's a biggie, but again, people can he, learn from their mistakes. He got passed on by a lot of teams that needed a cornerback. And to me, I'm kind of because of the felony thing and that history, I'm kind of surprised the Titans got this guy. This is a, an against-the-grain, against-history kind of move. Do we you, normally don't get guys like this. Last guy that we've had s- some similar to this was, um, I guess, would have been Pac-Man, I guess. To be fair, in 2017, the case against Brock was dismissed due to a lack of evidence. Obviously, we can't know right. one way or the other on that. Like, no. um, and then the formal, the NFL formally cleared him in 2018. But, I, but yeah, again, I have no idea what happens. Right. I just read this off. But of, when you when you're talking about yeah. new team and new things, this is that's this is kind of a move saying, okay, we know our guys aren't good enough for the slate of games that we got coming up. We need to make a no, move. No, that was the point I was just about to make. Is that I, I think you know the question I want to ask you two is that. I mean, this all to show you, like you said, if they're taking a fly on a on a guy that's got some, you know, off field issues. This all to show you the the level of need that they have at that position. Right. What this is, you do. While I do love to sit here and pour platitudes on this team that is playing out of its mind right now, this is also you can't just sit back and think that things are going to be on autopilot. There's a big need in secondary, and like I said, if somebody else gets injured, we're in deep shit. So. It's it's a position that's needed. The team this team has got to be able to finish the schedule. So yeah. So you know, good move by the Titans. Good move by the Titans. I mean, we'll probably not see a huge difference, but that's okay. I mean, we just can't I mean, get hopefully worse. Hopefully, we don't. Yeah, we just can't get worse. That's all I want. I so, just don't want to get worse. So speaking of of what we need to see, uh, talking about the Oakland game. First off, I'm very terrible about this. Keeping up the schedule. I'm assuming this is a 325. Oh, I don't know. I mean, man, we're all bad at noon that. games on the West Coast would be 10 a.m. So I'm almost positive this is going to be a 325 Central. Um, but anyway, so it's going to be a late afternoon game. It is. Yeah, 325. Yeah, um, I like late afternoon games. I do too. No, it, it yeah, can, a lot of people don't. I do. I like it because, like, noon is like, man, I need to get up and have a cup of coffee and fuck around and watch something <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it all of a sudden it's noon i'm like oh boy i gotta now i gotta turn on the titans game but um yeah 325 start what do you need to see out of the titans i asked this question almost you know rhetorically but what do you got to see out of the titans i just need to see a dominant win 
I mean, I don't need to see it. If we won twenty four to twenty one, I'd be I happy. Want a I want win. the dominant win, right? So, but just a win. That's I'm, all we I'm, I'm, listen. That's all we need. I'm to the point now. I'm here to just watch it. I'm to the point now where you're dating a hot significant. You're dating over your level, and you want people yeah. to be like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Yeah, like you do. You want somebody to pull you aside and be like, what, "What's going on, man? Did you hit the lottery?" Why is he or she with you? I, I want to continue the <laughs> national story. Yes, of, that's that what there I want. Is, that there is, this is the team to fear. I was thinking that, about... I mean, outside of the Ravens, we're probably right now in the AFC the most exciting team to watch. The Texans aren't that good. The Patriots have fallen off, knock on wood. We'll see if that's actually true or not. But the Kansas City has been a little bit lackluster lately. It's the Ravens and us in the AFC as the most exciting teams right now, the most interesting teams. That's crazy. This is right? what I this is what I, <laughs> I mean, want. Crazy. Is back early two thousands when the Titans were really on a roll. I was so obsessed with media coverage of the Titans to validate my Titans existence <laughs> that I wanted like I would wait for the next Sports Illustrated issue to come out so that I could see if they had an article or I mean there were actually several times that they were on the cover, especially with you know, Javon Kirsten and all those other guys. Um but I was obsessed with power rankings back when power, this was like predated on the internet back when they used to talk about power rankings, like on NFL live and shit like that. Right. I would wait for power rankings. I'd wait for sports center and wait for the next issue of sports illustrated. Like I wanted to soak it up. I want that shit again. Yeah. Like I, we're number 11 in power rankings right, right now. I want this shit. Like I found myself actively looking up power rankings yeah. this week. I found myself watching ESPN and sports center for the first time in a long time this week. Just, I I found myself chasing down good you know good morning football just to get reaction. Like I love now that the national media is talking about the Titans a little bit. It's it's fun. It's it's good yeah. to be a football fan again. I mean that's what I'm saying. That's I mean that's all I need is a win. Yeah. Just a I don't I mean maybe not a nine to six win because that'll be a long game. Yeah. I don't, I don't want. But that I mean shit. let's a couple touchdowns here Give and there. And there we go. I would like to see. I would like to see uh, Landry, Casey Simmons. I would like to see a good pass rush to help uh, alleviate some pressure on the secondary. Yeah. And also just to keep that train rolling because that's a really underrated part. He's at, what, nine sacks now? And I think that... um, Who, Casey? No. um, Uh, Landry. Landry. Yeah. And Mike had predicted 10 or more at the beginning of the year, but then he also said that he would be top five, I think, in sacks. So he's getting very close. Yeah. So I would, you know what, actually that that's a good answer. I kind of, in, in all seriousness, what I would like to see to capitalize a little more on the Titans is I'm going to see a little more out of the pass rush, right? I want to see the defense make a couple of big, exciting plays. You know, we've seen special teams step up. Um, the offense is rolling. I mean, obviously I want to keep seeing what we're getting out of Henry. I'd, a couple more big gashing runs out of Henry for a touchdown or two would just make me happy as a clam, but I do. I want to see a couple of big nasty sacks. I want to watch that eye lining wearing bastard get thrown to the field a couple of times. All right, I said that in front of the microphone. I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I, I would Carr say is an asshole. I'll, I'll do this on the flip side. I'd like to see them contain these rookie pass rushers yes. they have. Yes. Um, Max Crosby is pretty good. Two I X's. Mean, yeah. Two X's on that Max. <laughs> I mean, he was someone that uh, me and Mike and a couple of the people in the Titans draft. Twitter community were pretty high on hoping that we would get, and he's really proven to be a really great pass rusher. They have some little pass rushing weapons here and there. Compton may or may not know a little bit about what's going on and 
and all that. So we need That's to make insane. sure to contain and protect Tannehill. Because I mean, if if think of what game was it? I don't know. I can't remember what game it was. I was watching of the Raiders, but they were just dominating this offensive line. We can't be that team. We have to protect. Yeah, I want to walk away without any sacks or mate, you know, and pressures, and let Tannehill just tear up that uh, defensive backfield for the Raiders. It's not very good. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I I think that um, I would love to see that. Obviously, just success from a protection standpoint because the run run blocking has been great. Um, I would love to see some success from Jonu Smith um and some of the tight ends because i feel like we're keeping them in but to patch up some of that um offensive struggle line issues. yeah struggles on the offensive line so i would love to see some success from our tight ends some success from our offensive line and let me say this Janu pissed me off this last game Let's i mean hear it. It, these fumbles that happened that he's just sitting there watching and that following through that was uh it was just awful I mean, he was just sitting there looking at him like the teeth grew or the uh, football grew teeth in a dick and was looking to fuck him. He was just like, I ain't touching that ball. Teeth in a dick. (laughs) Not just a penis. Teeth. Teeth. Now I'm seeing, now I'm just seeing a football covered in teeth with a just an enormous penis dragging behind it. (laughs) But I mean, he's just sitting there both. Oh, God. Derrick Henry's fumble and AJ Brown's fumble. He's just looking at like, yeah, no, the AJ. Like, I guess I just won't go after this ball. The AJ Brown fumble. I really hope someone pointed that out in the film room this week and was like, dude. Jump on this! I think shit. Vrabel said something about it either Monday or okay. yesterday. Uh, someone asked about it, and they I, they coached to go through the whistle. Yeah, you know, for the fumble. And I don't know. I mean, both of them. I was just like that dumbass motherfucker. And then because two weeks ago he was given up, uh, he didn't block and all this kind of stuff on a couple of plays. The Johnu love we've been given, he's not repaying us right now. So I need to see him repay us back. So he's let, been exposed in a couple of games yeah. on blocking too. He's he's gotten his ass kicked a yeah. few times. Let me this. let me ask this. I'm I'm interested in hearing this opinion. Um, you can assume the season's going to go however it goes, but like the feeling you've got right now about the Titans, how do you feel about Mike Vrabel? Give me two sentences. Uh, fucking awesome. Period. Period. After each word. Teeth. What, what were the rules? No, I just it, two sentences. Just a couple sentences. sentences. How do you feel about Mike Vrabel right now? Um, I feel like he is a player's coach, and that he, uh, I feel like he's not he's not gonna be a guy who's gonna lose a locker room. I feel like he's he's pretty much just That's rock way more solid. Than two sentences. Sorry, I can't be contained. <laughs> I think he's he's a fucking madman, and I love it. And yeah, I, I really do. Like this is. I, speedboat I'm a, Mike. I, speed, you, you're really driving the speedboat Mike. Riverboat Ron is hilarious. Speedboat RIP. Mike. RIP, Riverboat. Speedboat Mike is, he seems like a touchy person. He's just faster and more aggressive. <laughs> I don't I don't like this. It's not helping the narrative. Speedboat I'm trying Mike. to steer you away from here. Speedboat Mike isn't <laughs> aggressive and touchy. He's, speedboat Mike is dating people too young for him. Well, yeah, he's drinking. He's drinking wine coolers, just at, playing Speed, Jimmy Buffett on the Speedboat his, Mike his, makes fifty six thousand a year and has a fifty four thousand dollars boat. <laughs> Speedboat <laughs> Speedboat Mike walks out with his like twenty year old girlfriend and tosses you the keys to the speedboat and and then snaps his fingers, points at you, and says, "Don't crash her." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, I love no, Speedboat okay. Mike." Hold on, he doesn't give you the keys because nobody drives Speedboat Mike's boat. <laughs> 
Speedboat Mike is in the boat and he'll let you steer it. But then he tells you, don't crash her. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. right. And he on. winks at you. Right. And he's always chewing gum. Dad, and his Dad, boat is definitely Dad, a, the double entendre. Dad only yeah. lets you drive the Corvette if he's sitting in the passenger seat yeah. and it's in a Walmart parking lot, like on a Wednesday, an abandoned Wednesday. I'm way off topic. <laughs> uh, listen, Mike, Mike Frable is turned into the coach right now that I wanted him to be at the beginning of the year when shit wasn't going well. And that's why I was so defensive of Rabel like in the middle of the season when we were, you know, having some pretty good arguments on this podcast about like right. <laughs> Art Smith is gone. Yeah. But I'm like, you can't get rid of Rabel. It's it's too big of a piece to to rip out. But that opinion aside, like I'm I'm actually happy for Mike Vrabel to get to kind of see him identify what he wants to be to the team and like Keith was saying with the players coach and all that. Because what's the th- one thing I've been saying all season? Being defensive with the press and all that stuff, that shit's cute when you've won a couple of Super Bowls. But when you lose and your quarterback sucks and the O-line's playing like shit and everything's not going well, it's not cute. So I'm excited to see him develop his personality and the coach he wants to be. But he's a fucking madman and I love it. And I think think we're seeing it. I think this is the exact football team that they want to be all year. And last year it came in December in Dehenber. But uh, <laughs> this, man. but this year, it came, himself. yeah, Dehenber came early when we we made the quarterback switch. It just did. Once we made the quarterback switch, there's just no denying it. This team found its offensive identity. We know that it runs through Derrick Henry. We know that it builds off play action, and it it's all about explosive plays. And we're able to do it now. And that's just how it is. And it's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm so happy that. Yeah, it's a run-first offense, but this is an exciting run-first offense. It is. It's not as exciting as the Ravens, which is the most electric run-first offense out That's there. But the Ra- San Francisco is doing run-first. A lot of teams are run-first, and it's working because it sets up the stuff. Because you have a quarterback that people have to fear. Yeah, I think it sets we, up everything else. I think we got so far away from the run game that now we're swinging back to yeah. that's being an advantage. Um. I mean, it's ever it's obviously never going to go away, but yeah. So let me let me be the asshole and ask this question. I know it's not fair. If you could, would you fire Dean Pease tomorrow to take Riverboat Ron? No, I, th- I th- just because it's it's disrespectful. You know, like, like all right. Let me ask you differently. Well, yeah, end ahead. of the season. Oh, end of the season, I'd get rid of Dean Pease in a heartbeat, <laughs> <laughs> and and just bring in Ron Riviera. I mean, fair why enough, not? Yeah. Because I mean, Dean Dean. He's, he's, is, he's on his way out anyway. He would probably easily just step I, aside. I think so. But like, let's, I would let, get rid of him. Let's be honest. But I loved in peace. I mean, don't let, get me wrong. Let's be honest. Riverboat. I mean, especially the comments he's made all day today. That man's looking for another. Hey, listen. Job. And he'll get yeah. offered one. I th- I kind of kind of disagree with that. I I think maybe he'll either take. You don't have think to he'll get e- offered one? I don't think you so with the way that it's out there right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's the way that's trending is that people are probably going to take a chance on someone else and they've seen nine years of Ron and not much to show for it other than one great fluky year, it looks like, in hindsight. So I, I don't know. Maybe he gets a job. I don't think it's as certain as everybody else. And I think easily the speedboat could get the riverboat and pull out the tugboat. Who's the tugboat? Well, Dean Pease is that tugboat. Oh. Got to pull him out to you know to shore. Can we start calling him the tugboat? Yeah. I thought that thing that happened in Minnesota tugboat with Pease. Fred Smoot. I thought that was the tugboat. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the rubbing tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
you re- gross. Are you ready for my way too early wild Titans offseason prediction? Oh my gosh, in the, for an offseason prediction? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm ready. Not even well, 2020. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't so much involve the teams as it involves our fan base. Uh-oh. Odell Beckham's going to demand out of Cleveland and our fan base is going to flip the fuck out demanding that we go get Odell Beckham. Let me tell you something. Odell's either going to go to the Raiders to because they wanted Antonio Brown, right? <laughs> right. So they're definitely going to take a chance on OBJ. Oh, that's great. That's actually a great prediction. Or or he'll go down. And I, I a lot of people say Jacksonville, and I could kind of see it. But is he really going to want to go from Baker Mayfield to Gardner Minshew, which are pretty much the same guy, sort of? I don't know. I don't see him ending up in Jacksonville. I think the Raiders is the safe bet. Or the Patriots, because right now, if they're going to stick with Tom Brady for one more year, they need a wide receiver. Let's hear it, Keith. What do you think? Are we talking OBJ? Yeah. Where do you think he's going? Mm. Uh, Do you think he's leaving Cleveland? Uh, yeah, probably. He's been pretty good about it for the most part. Yeah, he has. I think having Jarvis, I think having Jarvis Landry there helps. That may help keep him there. Right. Yeah. But I, th- I, I mean, I, I could would, see him going. I, would, I, I could see him, him leaving. <laughs> I would love him to go to Oakland just because, like, AB AB was like the super super hot significant other, but then he or she burns down your house. Yeah. During Thanksgiving, with your pets inside, but it's but but like Odell Beckham is like. The slightly less hotter significant other, but they they're learning not to set your shit on fire. Yeah. So, I, I would love to see him go to Oakland just for that. I actually, I would nothing would be better. I could die a happy football fan if he would go to Oakland and pull an AB two point oh. But yeah, um, I, I I'm waiting for it. The tit- Titans fans are gonna start scrambling for. Him I'm surprised they already haven't. And in fact, no, I really I haven't too. seen it. I, so. The only reason why I think it has is because. Today, you only heard rumors from like really not well-known people that he was wanting out of Cleveland. I think if you get someone who has a scoop on it, an actual reporter that's like, it's reported that Odell is unhappy, Titans fans are going to be jumping all over. We're going we're gonna to break the bank for him. We're gonna do that's exactly what every it's Titans fan sounds like. that he's not on our team already. <laughs> no, it's more like, hey, y'all, listening to the show, Titans and Vols fan, I just want to know... Um, this question is for Paul Karharski. Are we going to win the Super Bowl three times in a row? I'll hang up and listen. No, but so anyways, uh, that's my wild offseason prediction. Um, I want to uh, I want to hear your final score for the Oakland game. You know why I'm asking you this? Because I fucking hate this question. Oh. I think it's such an atrocious question. One to one. One to one. One to one. There is a one point. There's a one point play in the NFL. Yeah, but you can't get two one point plays in the no. NFL. Can you not? No. Wait, because it's extra points, right? So yeah. you have to score. Someone no, has to there score is to get the there's extra a point. one point play in the NFL. Are I'm not sure? kidding. Look it up. You look it up. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> look. Okay, while while I'm asking Zach this I, question, you look up a one point play in the NFL. I'm telling you, it's real, and it's weird as fuck. I'm gonna and go... the Patriots almost scored one last year or some shit. Oh, I think I really I hope this is real this. and not a fever dream I had when I had the flu or something. I'm going to go 34-14. Titans. Yeah, Titans. Titans are getting in that ass, huh? Yeah. Team making an extra point would have to botch the play so that they recover, so that they get sacked for, or they get a safety in their own end zone on a extra point. Whatever. So you're right. Impossibly. <laughs> Keith, what is one-to-one prediction? Yeah. Keith, what's your score prediction? One to one. God damn it. That's not <laughs> we just discussed this eight seconds ago. Six to one. 
I'm going seven to eight. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked because I wanted I wanted Zach to answer it, and then me and you could give shit ass answers. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap up the podcast with this random ass fact, mainly because I just bought a book on it. I can't I can't wait to read it. Um, and it's been all over social media lately because um, on Netflix there is a like a colorized World War II kind of eight-part documentary about World War II. Basically, they took World War II footage and colorized. It's oh, pretty cool. Watch it. That's pretty cool. But the first episode talks about something that a lot of people don't know. It's really fucking interesting. The Nazis Eddie George were on, was a Nazi. The Nazis, wow, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. We're literally going to have to cut that out of the podcast. Good Lord. The Nazis were on he meth. He wasn't. The Nazis were on meth. They're on what? meth? Yes. Nazi soldiers took methamphetamines. Hitler did too. That's, that's a whole other thing. Wow, that explains like, no a lot. Way. That yes, explains so is, much. This is what were they? Was it like a drug induced kind of like LSD kind of thing? The drug is called Pervitin. P e r v i t i n. It was made by Merrick, the big, huge, like conglomerate pharmaceutical company now. But they used it to keep soldiers up sometimes for fifty hours at a time, so that they could perform better. And one of the side effects of meth is it's kind of a uh, it reduces the way you feel about shit. So it's easier to kill. Numbing. Numbing effect. Exactly. So, so, what, you so can, does it make you more suggestible, though? Like susceptible to suggestions? <laughs> I would assume. Because I just wonder if maybe <laughs> they're Maybe destroyed. we should go this way. I'm in. What? Let's do this. Yeah. I'm on meth. Let's no, but do seriously, it. So like most, S, most SS and Blitzkrieg soldiers were on meth. That is helped, insane. That explains a lot of it the magic really shit. It really does explain a lot. Of all, all that so other a, weird stuff. There's a book that came out, I uh, believe this year, it may have came out late last year, but it's called Blitzed. <laughs> Great uh, title. That's a very good uh, it's title. It's an international bestseller. I, I'm really excited to read this book. I knew that there was drug use within the Nazi community, but I didn't think it was that widespread. This was apparently like literal Blitzkrieg. <laughs> These motherfuckers were doing a so lot I'm of So I'm sure drugs. it took a lot to take them down. Right, if it's crystal meth back in the probably that's the side effect. Yeah. yeah, I mean they just think about it. You're talking about guys who are cranked out. Some of them are awake for fifty hours at a time. That's fucking insane. I mean, there's a part where they're talking about they were trying to build these little bitty single person U boats, which is kind of adorable, and they were trying to think about sailing them across the English Channel. But some doctor was like. You can't do that. It's going to be a long trip. And they're like, put them on meth. They can stay up for like <laughs> three days. Yeah. Put like, them on meth. They won't get lonely. Put them on meth. Anyways, that's my, that's my. Put them on meth. Random fact right. of the day I thought I'd throw out there. When, when he's saying put them on meth, just put that at the beginning of the put podcast. Put them on meth now? Yeah. Put, them, put, put them on meth. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please. Maybe start, not. Please start the next episode with put them on meth. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do that. Maybe Mike won't have listened to the podcast yet, and I'll do that tomorrow to have <laughs> the show. All right, Titans fans, it's been fun. We are going to talk to you next week after a lovely and delicious victory over the Oakland Raiders. Are, are we not going to talk about how it's disrespectful to your ancestors to go camping? Is that what you want to talk about? Kind of. Look, look, they survived all these dinosaurs. They survived all these wolves. And and you're just and they created just housing. Pause the outro music for a second because oh. I gotta hear this. This is absolutely ridiculous. All right, start your whole thing again. Okay, it's disrespectful to your ancestors to go camping. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because all right, your ancestors fought wolves and dinosaurs and all kinds of other shit. And throughout all of that, they developed medicine. 
They develop <laughs> indoor housing, plumbing. I thought, I thought that's what this was playing. <laughs> they they created air conditioning, and your ass is gonna disrespect all these things that they struggle to make for you, and you're gonna go out into the woods and lay on the ground. They didn't suffer for this. They didn't struggle for that. What the fuck are you doing? Get your ass back inside. Enjoy your internet. Enjoy your air conditioning. Enjoy your big fluffy ass bed because it's better than the ground. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Is there any questions? When's the last time you went camping? I've never been camping. D- okay. That's not true. Relationship time. Will... Can a relationship be made or broken for you about this person's obsession with camping or hiking? Absolutely. Really? Yes. I'm, the I'm same not way. going ha- hiking. I'm the, I'm the same fucking way. I'll go hiking. I'll go hiking. I'll go hiking. I won't go camping. But I will not go camping. Yes. I, 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 I'll I, go into an air conditioning I camper do not want to where it's just outside. me and someone. Glamping. Uh, Lauren's parents wanted us Don't to go camping like in their RV with them. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. there's only like one bathroom, one shower. That's a little too much for That's me. That's testing it. That's now, like, if it's just me and Lauren, boom, I'd go. It's mm-hmm. it's camper, it's air conditioning, they got all that stuff. You know, I would also go, you know, to a lodge. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> what is the maximum number of people? Okay, you know those giant, like, tour bus RVs? Yeah. I mean, cost is not a problem, but most of them only have one bathroom. It's a maximum number of people that you're going to sleep with on this thing with only one shutter. I mean, like... Like sleep with them, like have sex with them, or just sexual intercourse <laughs> is not part of this question. Oh. I'm talking about oh, but it is. <laughs> I'm talking about maximum number of people you are okay with firing a dump into a single bathroom unit. It, it would just have to be me and Lauren, and you know, and I don't even know if I'd let Lauren take a dump in there. We may have to pull over to a gas station. Uh, the only people I'm comfortable with that is if I have already pooped in a house or apartment in closed space with you. Like with in you the in the bathroom, same place. yeah, holding hands with eye contact, <laughs> with eye contact, with eye contact. No, Keith, I'm I'm absolutely with you there. Like, okay, let, let's let's maximum. Throw this out okay, it, it, uh, assuming all of that is true, maximum of five people because then you're you're starting to like get lines for four. the restroom. Yeah, I for me, I, it's I mean, four. like I really have a hard time going past two. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with ex- you. I mean, maybe if it's okay. So if it's a bus, a tour bus, like you're saying, as long as it's way in the back. I don't know. It's location matters where it's at, and maybe that increases how many people I let. No, of course. But yeah, it's that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying four because yeah. once you cross four, I think you're putting yourself in a 33 percent chance that someone's going to be in there at any given time within 45 minutes taking a shit. That's too much. Yeah. I say that's a lot of pooping, yeah. a lot of smells lot of that are coming out of doors. We don't need all that. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to be smelling. But so your let me let me intestine. let me ask this hypothetical, Keith. Okay, you start dating someone. Uh huh. Okay. And they pick up on something you say in the first couple of dates about your, like, just abhorrence against hiking or camping, specifically camping. Yeah. So they wait six to eight months into a relationship to spring on you that they are an avid camper and that it's really kind of driving them nuts that you don't want to go camping, but you really like this person. Could be the one. You're an avid camper, but you're also an avid liar. (laughs) That's true. Bye. Can't argue with that. <laughs> That's a great point. Bye. So, so your issue is not just that they have sprung camping on you and you're not cool with this. It's the fact that they hid it from you from six months like another lover. It's just like baseball. Two strikes and you're out. Like another lover. Like another lover. 
Okay. Just uh, like last, baseball. Last question and we'll end this shit because I'm sure people are like sitting in the parking lot at work like shut the fuck up so I can go inside. Um, are you ever okay with a significant other going camping with a group of people that involves the opposite sex? Oh, yeah. I'd be fine with it. You're fine with it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. Listen. You, she ain't gonna get me out there. So if she needs to get camping out of, her, <laughs> she needs to get camping out of her system. She needs, she needs to go. Because let's be honest, <laughs> if you're going out in the woods and you're getting primitive, you're getting full primitive, right? Everyone uh, is looking at each other, going, "I mean, that's an ugly son of a bitch," but I'm hooking up with that <laughs> motherfucker in that tent. <laughs> but I'm in the middle of the woods. But I'm in the middle of the woods. We both smell like campfires. I might get killed by a bear. I'm sleeping with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, just have to, you have was, to take. It's the risk you, know, you have to take. We threw, I wonder how many people are actually listening to this right now. Cause we got 20 seconds into that outro music before you started your rant about camping. Yeah. So uh-huh. there's, I have great there's timing. a good chance that yeah. people, this is like when you've walked out of the movie theater and people are like, bro, you didn't watch the pros <laughs> post-credit scene. Hey, almost I did every watch the post-credit scene. There's two post-credit Thanos scenes. Thanos yeah. broke Iron Man's spine and threw him in a wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Google almost every movie now. No, I know. And and I Google and said, does post, there a post-scenes credit? Post-scene, like post-credit scenes have almost kind of ruined movies for me. Because I'm, I, if I haven't looked, shut, don't give me that fucking look. But if, if someone has not Keith looked. Keith was given the look. They're optional. If someone's not looked it up, now you're like, how long are these credits for this movie? Yeah. And then I start to think this is a CGI heavy movie. So God, the credits are going to be in eight different languages. So there's going to be a lot of different credit. I'm going to be sitting here for like, you can always wait a day if you want to You can watch it on YouTube later. Yeah. But the YouTube footage is always like, there's a kid crying in the background. The camera is doing this (laughs) fucking number. And like, it's, it's never, it's never as good. Then there's like, they're delivering the really important line of like setting up the teaser for the next movie. And there's someone in the back of the theater that goes, Oh, fucking snap. Oh, hell no. Oh, and you're like, I didn't get to hear the end of it, dude. Cause this guy won't shut the fuck up. And I will say this. I was a little disappointed that Terminator dark fate didn't have it. Did it not? Nope. Didn't have one. All right. Let me ask you, is that movie good? It is very good. Okay. It is. It is worth on the real. I, I would actually go watch it. Let me, again. let me ask you some qualifying questions. Okay. Zach and I have some serious differences on TV and movie viewing. Mm. I have I have a big disdain for most network TV. Yeah. Although most network TV you've been recommending to me lately has been pretty good. Yeah, the good, good place. Yeah, very good. First couple episodes I didn't care for it. Only and then on I just CBS. fucking fell in love with it. <laughs> it's definitely not there on is CBS. not a show on CBS that I will ever vouch for. I don't for. think I've ever CBS is a lovely network. CBS it's got is great content out. for all NCIS families. I don't think I've Walla, Missouri. The only, I don't think I've ever recommended a CBS movie or show. I will say this: Star Trek Discovery is pretty good, but that's on CBS All Access. It's not no, on their okay. which is totally I, actually, worth. That's a great for. point. That's a great point because I've heard that show's fantastic, yeah. and I'm I'm and Star Trek. Big Brother's still happening. Survivor's still happening. Okay, so, so your qualifying great. questions. Yeah, let's just let, cut, cut his mic off. So, um, <laughs> but, all right. Did you did you like Terminator Three? No, that was the one with uh, the blonde uh, actress. Right. Right. No. Did you like the one with Christian Bale? I ne- have never seen it. It's a little, I just it's a little dark and weird. I couldn't. It's the, not very the, good. It never got me anywhere. It's it's strange. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just strange. Yeah. Did you like the one Genesis spelled with a Y? It <laughs> it was okay. It's Genesis spelled with a Y. Yeah. It's not okay. It, it was it was all right. I mean, you get a, a couple butt shots from Amelia Clark. That was kind of worth it. You know what? But, I, it, but I'm going to see this movie. It now. made not it the made Amelia Clark. It one, made the, sense, even though I hadn't seen Genesis. 
or uh, sorry, uh, the Christian Bell one. Whatever so it's, it's a proper because Rise of the because yeah. I've yeah Rise of the Machines or whatever. Yeah, that was what know. they called number three. I yeah. think. I, I hated all of them. But this after two. this is almost a direct sequel to Terminator Two. And in Hell fact, yeah. th- there's a couple things you could say that probably took place in Genesis that led to this or led to some of the ideas, but nothing but hardcore, yeah. concrete. This is this is all. In fact, they even show, I mean, a little bit of ter- T2 footage and Terminator One footage at the very Ice. beginning in the credits. It, it's it's very good. If if you were looking for that sequel to T2, this was it. Okay. I would hey. go T2, Dark Fate, Terminator One, almost. Damn, really. Uh, it'd be Terminator 1 and Dark Fate are like neck and deck, and you it know, may be recency bias. I haven't seen Terminator 1 in, a, in a little bit, so I'd have to go back and watch it. I was just going to say this. I know this is like not kosher with who in God's name is still listening to this, but like Terminator 1 is almost too campy. I wondered if it was, it's if you go back good. and watch it. It's good, but like you go back and watch it now, and it's like, it's a little, it's a little too campy. It's, that was the, how I felt about watching Bad Boys recently. I went yeah. back and watched Bad Boys just a few weeks ago. And I was like, first mm. off, I now realize why I fucking cuss so much. Second off, because <laughs> I, I did not realize how many cuss words were in there. But oh, second yeah. off, it is some of the cinematography and stuff. It is it is campy as When's hell. When's the last time you watched Bad Boys 2? Uh, shortly after Bad movie's, Boys 1. The movie's too fucking long. Yeah, that's, a long, that's it's too long. Good, but, but I will go see Bad cut. Boys for life. Can't I stop me. Will. I will be I'll, there. I'll be in theaters to watch yeah. that. I'll be there. I'll be in theaters. What's, a war, what's the worst movie you ever watched? Uh, Batman vs. Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice. That's a great answer, Keith. It's a bat, worst and movie I've seen Eight-Legged Freaks in, in, in theater. <laughs> let, me, let me clarify that. And that will piss off one of our... That will, that will piss off one of our followers, I know, that I, I hate it. But I got... When that listeners. movie was over... pissed off Keith's mom. When that movie was over and Andy, friend of the podcast, Andy Goldstein, can vouch, I stood up and said... That is some fucking bullshit. What's the worst movie you've seen in theaters, Keith? Uh, what was that uh, Die Hard movie that we Damn saw? Damn it! That was going to be my answer. Yeah, we walked out of Die Hard 5. Yeah. Die Hard 5. I see it. That was all right. Live, I mean, I like Live freer or die, whatever. Ugh. It's hard for me to hate an action movie. It's just I don't know what it is. I can probably watch almost any action movie and be all right with it. And that's just me. I just grew up watching them. <clears throat> uh, every, like, Tango and Cash. I watched Tango and Cash the other day. Still love it. All right, so I'll tell the story, and we, we really we really will shut up. And I think I've told this before on the podcast, so whatever, I'll tell it. Die Hard 5, we go to see in theaters. The whole setup was, it was Keith and I and a buddy of ours named Nick that just absolutely despise uh, Valentine's Day. So we decided, as a group of guys for Valentine's Day, we were going to take a bunch of whiskey bottles and sneak them into the theater. Well, the little airplane bottles. I don't want to give you the impression I'm back there with a fifth of whiskey just getting fucking ripped. But... um. <laughs> we almost ran out of battery on the laptop. I didn't realize we're down to three percent. I was watching him scramble, and I was starting to lose my train of thought. And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's plugging in the laptop because we're about to lose all this." Um, do you do I need to shut up so you can save this? No, 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 we're good. Okay, but anyway, so we go to the theater. We start watching Die Hard Five. I don't even care if you've seen the movie at this point because I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of it for you. They end up in Pripyat at Chernobyl. <clears throat> They're looking at the plant, blown up plant, Chernobyl through binoculars. And there's usual terrorist activity going on. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just imagine terrorist activity. But somebody drives by while they're looking at the binoculars on a steamroller. And I've, I'm drunk and I'm loud and I say way too loudly, why the fuck is there a steamroller? Keith loses it. Loud. Yeah. Like, 
the kind of like hiccuping laughing you're doing where you there's no keeping it in like you're laughing the part he where starts, you breathe in you're like yeah. he's doing like, that so then i start laughing and then nick who's with us he starts laughing and people around us are getting pissed yeah like we're, people are on Valentine's we're ruining dates. people's <laughs> dates and i but i just couldn't way too loud i was like why the fuck is there a steamroller and i never got that answer when's the last time you've laughed that hard was it that movie Ooh. i don't uh, know i get tickled easily yeah. <laughs> What? I get I get out of control. Laughing. We were talking about something awful last like a couple of days ago. I can't remember what it was. No, it was that Rick and Morty episode about uh, heist movies. The most, oh yeah, the most. <laughs> the have you seen good. that? Yeah. The most yeah. recent. If you're listening, the most recent episode of Rick and Morty about heist movies is th- there's a the middle part of the episode. You're like, where is this going? And once yeah. you realize what the hook is for the episode, that's the hardest I've laughed in a while. Yeah, it was really, really fucking fantastic. I think the last time I laughed really hard was <clears throat> was in this movie Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They weren't that funny, <laughs> but there is a scene with Bobby Moynihan in it, and he has snorted cocaine or something. <laughs> and and at first, it's just like uh, it's the party scene. You really don't know what's going on. They're just kind of talking or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Bobby Moynihan comes out of nowhere and just screams in the background. He's just walking by, just screaming. <laughs> And it's not like it's just like a, a a chicken scream or something like that. I yeah. mean, it's just random. I could not quit laughing. I had to leave the theater because <laughs> I just couldn't quit, and I was dying laughing. I don't know what it was about it, but it was like I was high, and I just couldn't quit laughing. Yeah, I wish Bobby Moynihan would go back to SNL. He was so good. Yeah, so good. What are we doing? I don't know. We've been recording for like how long now? Should I, should I just uh, be the Oscars and play us out? Yeah, play us out. Bye. Bye to listeners and mom. Uh, yeah, it's football and other F words. We got off on movies. And, and I'm sorry. We got off on a lot of other movies. Well, Kate did this with his camping problem. What? Don't you blame this on me. You blame, like, now our ancestors are ashamed of us? That's, that's heavy. This yeah. is all REI's fault. For the Missing Mike Miracles, Zach, the producer, Internet Keith, thank you for showing up, and myself, Mr. Lebowski, you have been effed. Thank you for listening. That was intense.